Today's My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Gym Aware, the leading tool when measuring performance in the weight room. Guys, VBT is all the craze right now. It's a hot, sexy topic, although it's something that's been around for a while. And the man who wrote the book on velocity-based training, Brian Mann, has called the Gym Aware the Rolls Royce when it comes to velocity measuring devices. Guys, the ability for you to shoot all your information right up into the cloud and store it right away is enough for, for me right there to, to make sure that this is something that I had in my weight room. Putting things together with instant feedback as to how the reps are being performed. On top of that, with the x-axis correction, so you don't have to necessarily worry about direct positioning when you're performing the exercises. Tying that in with the visualization of everything and the ability to allow the athletes to compete. Make this an absolutely stellar tool and something I couldn't recommend you having in your weight room enough. Hop on over to kinetic.com.au today and see everything that they have to offer. Hey everybody, if you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all-new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is a combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community, along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance community, and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world, makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hey, what's happening, guys? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And today, I'd like to talk about something that's made its rounds on the internet here of late and uh, something that's really, it's been kind of comical to me, um, kind of sitting back and watching all this develop. And that's, uh, you know, the reaction from some strength and conditioning coaches and people in the performance world to Maurizio Sarri, the manager of Chelsea's response as to why his athletes are not going to lift weights at all. Um, for those of you who haven't been on Twitter or whatever and haven't seen it, uh, manager of Chelsea at a press conference said, you know, we, we work on fitness and we do other things basically, but we don't lift weights because... We don't use weights because there's no weights on a player on the field. And this has kind of caused an uproar amongst a lot of strength and conditioning professionals, and it's led to some Twitter battles, which are always entertaining to read through when you're you know, doing your, cardio, your cardiac output work or whatever. But I think that there's a few things that we need to touch upon with this because I think that we're really missing the, the greater piece in this whole situation. Um... And there's three things that I think we need to remember in this whole situation, right? Uh, Sorry's a football manager. And most people who 
have been around or, or, or have been involved with soccer or football or whatever. Uh, I played for a while, so I'm kind of different in this, but most soccer players are allergic to the weight room. Like, let's just call it what it is, right? Soccer teams, for the most part, they're, they're not big lifters, especially these pro guys. You know, from what you see, the work they do, and this, that, and the third, you know, it, it's not like they're sitting in there and they're like, yo, man, let's let's grind out some squats today. Like, that's just not their bag for most of these cats. That's fine, okay? But we, we've already got one thing that we know, for the most part, that, that generally footballers at a high level uh, don't like to be in the weight room very much, or at least that's what it seems um, from an outsider's view. So maybe part of it with him is, is no, I mean, obviously that was his reasoning to the press. We all know what that means, right? Like people tell the press what they need to tell the press. But anyway, um, maybe that's part of it too, right? Like it's just a battle that this guy doesn't want to fight because they're doing well. And things are good, or at least they seem good. Because when you have one of the best teams in one of the best leagues in the world, you're dealing with the elite of the elite, and they're winning. They're doing well. So, like, I mean, which cliche term do we want to use right now, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, don't, if you got a good recipe, don't mess up the soup. Like, I mean, like what, right? Like, they're winning. Who cares? Like, keep it going, man. Every time it works, it does. So... If you're going to sit there and, and talk about these things, I think what we have to really look at, and I think that Stuart McMillan, or Stu McMillan had a great, he called it Twitter rant, but to me I call it facts uh, that he put out where he was giving a bunch of reasons. And the biggest thing that he was talking about was like, all right, so they've been successful, and now you're telling me that we need to take all this stuff out. Okay, what is it? Like what are you going to substitute out of their recipe to put in time in a weight room or put in resistance training or strength training or training with weights or whatever you want to call it. Like, what are you going to do? And are you willing to go in there to convince them that what they're doing is wrong and they need to do this and, and risk your own career and your own professional advancement? Because again, like whatever they're doing is successful right now and we're fighting over the fact that people think that they should change what they're doing. And I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily right. Um, and I agree with Stu on a lot of that. Like, yeah, like what are you going to take away from? Family time, warm up, cool down, meals, monitoring. Like what time of the day are you going to pull away from practice? Right. Are you going to take away from to get them in a weight room? And why? Like, why are you going to do that? And I think that a lot of the examples of like, well, you don't play the game 5v2 or 4v4 or whatever or with cones or this or that. And it's like, well, but those are still special exercises that are developed to increase your technical, tactical abilities and to execute better in the game. Yes, special strengths can be important. But that leads me to the next point, And that is that they're the best of the best. These men play in the premiership. They're the elite. They play in one of, if not the best leagues in the world. And we're saying that their general physical preparation and development of special strengths, or maybe development of special strengths and specialized exercises with weights is the next step for them. Like, 
We don't know that. But it comes back to, like, we get so enamored in what the elite do. You know, like, last year, people got super butt hurt over, like, some video with LeBron James doing, like, some exercise kneeling on a Swiss ball with four kettlebells, two up and then two on top of each other. And Like, bro, if you're doing what LeBron is doing because you think you're doing what LeBron is doing is going to make you LeBron, I got bad news for you. You know, if you train your athletes because this is what LeBron does, so we need to do this because then we'll be like LeBron. Like, you just heard me say that. And the coaches out there are probably like half giggling, shaking their head. But that's exactly what we're doing here. Like, it's not important as to what the elite do when they're elite. It's what the elite had to do to become elite. And we get so enamored in like what the greats have done and how they built this and like, Steph Curry does these does this drill and does this before a game and that before a game, but not, listen, man, when Steph was 13, he was doing X, Y, and Z every freaking day. That's how he got to be one of the best shooters of all time. Like, that's what's important is the process and the building. It's not what the elite do now. It's what they did then to become elite. And Gary Vaynerchuk did a, a podcast or something last week where he was talking about just that. When you look at the business world, it's like you watch these startup companies and they're like pulling from every nook and cranny they can and they're grinding and they're fighting and they're building and they're building and they finally, they hit it. And then when people talk to them, they talk about how great it is at this point and like what they do at this point and everything at this point where they've hit it. Who cares? None of the... Most of us are not at that point. What did you do to grind through it? What did you do to build through it? How did you get your athletes to go from super low to medium, from medium to, to advanced, from advanced to elite? Like, how do you build that? How do you take a kid who's not going to make a state team and build them to a kid that's on a regional team or a kid who's getting a look at a national team? What did you do there? What are those processes like? Because if we really are going to sit here and train every 15-year-old soccer player like they're at Chelsea, no wonder we're going to keep sucking at soccer in America. Because they're not Chelsea. So take a step back and chill. We need to start peeling back the layers of the onion and figuring out what the elite did to become elite. Not worry about what some manager with that really is just handling egos out there is doing with these guys. If he doesn't want to lift weights, who gives a shit? Like, who cares, man? They're winning games. And if you've got the stones to be able to walk in there and change everything they're doing to get them to squat a few reps or bench a few reps, more power to you. But if they don't keep winning games, that's your ass. Let's figure out how we can develop athletes, build better athletes, take them from low level to middle level to national level to elite, and then let's worry about the elite.
As always, guys, appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. Be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. See you then.